everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Jessica Hoover. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Jessica, I am so glad you're here. We're in Joshua 2, and we've got some big questions about lying and is it okay? And we're going to get to that in a second. But before we do, I'd love to know just a little bit about how you came to know the Lord and then fast forward what's going on in your life today. Sure. So for eight years of my childhood, I grew up in Germany. Wow. Parents are believers, and they moved us over there not only for my dad's job, but also to grow their faith. And so we jumped in. Yeah, was it military? Um, He works for the military, but but not not like deployment. Exactly. Yeah. So we moved over there, um, and we jumped into a very small church. I'd say it was definitely like an all hands on deck type attitude at this church. My dad learned how to preach there. My mom taught the children in Bible class, and we would all help set up chairs, break them down. So that's kind of what I grew up with, very small church. When we moved back to the States, I was in middle school, and this is when I really started struggling with comparison, Mm. legalism, performance. I would look down on other people because they did things a way that I didn't, and I had to be right. So I was very judgmental. It wasn't until I was 15 that the Lord really pricked my heart, and I understood that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that was me too. Mm. Not just because I was a good kid, but I had sinned, and that really, it opened my eyes. So yeah, when I was 15, I trusted in Jesus, and I was shortly thereafter, I was baptized, and that began my Christian walk. I met my now husband in high school, so we dated— In Germany in the States? Uh, in the in, States. Okay, you're, you were back in the States. Got back it. in the States. And so I met my now husband in middle school—sorry, high school, and we dated um, long distance in college. Um, I wow. graduated with my accounting degree, and then we got married in Dallas, and that's where we started our life. Uh, shortly thereafter, we joined Watermark, and I'm really thankful for this body. It was that same all-hands-on-deck— attitude where people are serving and all working for the kingdom, which we just really love. In 2021, I had my daughter and transitioned to being a stay-at-home mom instead of doing accounting work. And so that was quite the shift for me. Being a mom is probably more fun than accounting. I mean, I don't know. I don't like numbers, but... (laughs) I'd say, yes, it's definitely more fun. I have more freedom. But also, I would say for my personality, it's a little bit harder. So I've had that transition. I appreciate that honesty. Yeah. That's real for a lot of moms out there. Yeah. And then... I have served with the pre-K at Watermark, which I absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. Um, This last semester, I went through the leadership formation program, and this semester, I'll be leading women's Bible study, so I'm really excited about that. I love it. Women's Bible study kicks off in September, so we'll put a link in the episode description, but you won't be able to sign up for a few weeks if you're local to Dallas. And if you're not local to Dallas, I believe there is an online group um, if you live in a place where a women's Bible study isn't offered, you can get some friends together and do women's Bible study online or just walk through the studies in your town if that's not offered. So we'd love for you to check it out. But all that said, we've got a lot to talk about in Joshua, too. So, Jessica, why don't you summarize it for us really quick for those who haven't read, though I hope you've read before you turn this podcast on. But just as a reminder, what's happening in Joshua, too? 
Sure. So Joshua has sent two spies into the land of Jericho to kind of scope it out. God has already told them that this land will be in their hands, but they sent these two spies to see kind of what everything is looking like. So the spies enter the house of Rahab, and she fears the Lord, Mm. and she believes that he is the one true God. And so she helps these spies. And she's not an Israelite. She's not. Um, Crazy. So she's this pagan woman, and she decides, you know what, I I believe in this God, and I believe that he's going to do what he says he does. So she helps hide the spies and saves their lives, and then God saves her through Mm -hmm. that and her family, um, through her faith and obedience. And so that's kind of where we're at. And there's a bunch of different things that happen in this chapter. I'm really excited we're talking about it. Yeah. There's so many different ways we could go with it. So this this pagan woman who decides, hey, I believe in the God of Israel, saves the Israelite spies. And as she saves them, she lies. And it's it all works out. Like the story has a happy ending. This lie led to a positive result, which raises the question, is it ever okay to lie? I'm so glad we're talking about this. Scripture is clear in other areas that lying is a sin. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 says, But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. And we know that Satan is the father of lies. Exodus 20, verse 16 says, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And that's one of the Ten Commandments. Proverbs Mm -hmm. 12, 22 says, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord but those who act faithfully are his delight. Um, And then I have a New Testament scripture here. There's many more, but I chose Colossians 3, verse 9, and it says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. So I think it's, it's clear here that lying is a sin, but I also want to make the point that not all scripture is prescriptive of what we should be doing, as we see in Joshua chapter 2 with Rahab lying. Hmm. Um, Sometimes it's a description of the events that took place, and it's a narrative that we have, and it's not necessarily our go-to for our theology online. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't deny that there's this story of Rahab, and you had a—I know you have a couple other stories of examples where lying worked out for the better. What were— What were the other two kind of case studies that you had? Yeah, so I was looking this up. It's kind of a situation of the lesser of two evils in some senses. Exodus 1.15 is a story about Hebrew midwives, and they are told by Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's starting to get nervous because the Hebrew nation is gathering in strength. And he tells these midwives, when you attend a birth, if it's a boy, you need to kill the Mm -hmm. baby, which is just unthinkable. But we're told that the midwives feared God, and they allowed the babies to live. And when they were brought before Pharaoh and he's questioning them, they essentially lied and said, you know, these Hebrew women aren't like the Egyptian women. They give birth quickly, and they gave birth before we got there. So we didn't know. So in that And they sense, saved the kids. They saved the kids. So it's, it's kind of hard to say what we would do in that situation. But there's a theme that these lies are saving life. Yes. I think motivation definitely matters. Mm. And I know that God sees the heart and he's full of grace. But yeah, motivation is definitely key in what's, these situations. What's the uh, the other example from Acts? Yeah. The bad example. The bad example. Um, Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5, they sold their plot of land and they lie about how much the land was worth and they're going to just give a portion of it. And because of their lie and their 
bad motivation. They're actually yeah, struck. Yeah, they're struck dead. And so we have these two extreme examples of different situations of lying mm-hmm. and what the outcome is. As we wrap up, we've got 90 seconds um, that we see in this passage about God's heart for all people, people of all nations. Um, and it's, it has to do with Rahab. Give me 30 seconds on that. Yeah. What did you notice? I noticed that God will save, and he is full of grace, and he sees the heart. God is in the business of redeeming people. He was able to use someone so lowly like Rahab to save her and her family. And we know that later— King David comes from the line of Rahab. And then later, Jesus. Crazy. It's it's just crazy how he used this woman in this passage. And it's a picture. Like, we can think, oh, in the Old Testament, God only cared about Israel. But the purpose of Israel was that they would introduce the rest of the nations to their God. And this is a good example of that. Like, she learned of their God's reputation, which is so sweet and, and kind and is a reminder Uh, I think for us today, that we are still called to live in such a way that introduces the people around us to our God. Do you agree with that? Yes, totally agree. Um, God has always cared about faith, and she had faith in the one true God. Mm -hmm. Um, And she obeyed, and she— she was saved because of that. Yeah, it's awesome. We'll link some ways to um, engage with the lost this summer in our city here in Dallas. If you don't live in Dallas, you can check out the list. Maybe get inspired. Uh, But Jessica, thank you for being here. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.